You're listening to Locked On Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, we got a big football announcement coming up tomorrow. And in the meantime, why don't we talk a little bit about the U of A football roster, what needs to be improved, and there is one position where it could really change things and get Arizona into that much-needed bowl territory. Let's get started here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now, uh, for Leviticus Sua, the name that so many of us out over the uh, uh, last couple weeks, last couple months maybe, linebacker out of modern day is going to be announcing his decision on Friday. So let's talk about what, if he did come to the U of A, what it would mean. But before we do that, let's talk. Let's just go position by position, and let's talk about the health of this roster, where the question marks are, and where Arizona could uh, uh, be improved. And first thing, let's talk about the quarterback spot. Jaden Delora, everybody knows, is uh, was a pretty good quarterback this past year. Certainly an upgrade over what Arizona had had in the past. Um, you watch him; he could move around the pocket a little bit. He's, uh, you know, he's got a pretty big arm. The players certainly gravitate towards him. There is a lot to like about uh, uh, Delora. Now, I think the question is, is he next level? Can you really win games with him, um, you know, besides just getting to that 5-6 win realm? But if you're Arizona, you don't even really care about that too much because the main thing with you if you're Arizona is you want to get to the stage where, you can at least look at bowls and then say to yourself, "All right, well, you know, now that we got to now that we got to that part, um, now we can start looking at other aspects." But right now, Arizona's got to feel pretty comfortable with where they're at with uh, um, at that starting quarterback spot. But then after that, you got a lot of other QBs that you got to be really uh, interested in. The first one is Noah Fafita. Now. Everybody knows Noah Fafita is about five foot seven. That's not a diss. Noah Fafita just is what he is. I'm a big fan of Noah Fafita. The one thing that we've never seen in college football before is a quarterback who is more of a traditional QB throwing the ball 35, 40 times a game at five foot seven. Noah Fafita would certainly break that. Uh, would certainly break that trend right there. Curious to see how that actually does play out. Um, but again, I have a lot of faith in Noah Fafita. I think Noah Fafita is going to be a really, really good basketball or basketball player. Really, he got a lot of skills, folks. A really good football player for quite a while. Um, I'm a believer. But you also look at the next position. Then you got Braden Dorman, four-star big kid coming in out of Colorado. What's interesting about Braden Dorman is that at about six foot four or so, he. Uh, you know, six foot five, maybe he's more of your traditional drop back passer, which is, I think, a very, which is, you know, a lot of people look at and they say, I like that. It's, uh, it's fascinating though to me because at this stage, you also have with Noah Fafita, with, uh, uh, 
uh, Jaden Delora, you have a couple undersized QBs, but you're now filling it out with a big QB. So you can run pretty much the gamut right there. Arizona QB situation is in great, great shape. Now, let's look at the running backs. Uh, Michael Wiley is returning. Uh, as Scotty Graham has said many, many times, uh, Michael Wiley is a privileged coach, mainly because he's really good. He understands. Um, he also he can uh, he can pass block. He can catch out of the backfield. There's just a lot to really like about Michael Wiley, and you saw that in that ASU game. Him coming back is a big, big deal for U of A. But just like at the quarterback spot. It's not that there's just one guy. There's multiple guys out there. So let's talk about some of those multiple guys. The other guy you got to look at is Jonah Coleman. Jonah Coleman was built to play football, literally. He's about five foot eight and about 210 pounds. But as Coach Graham has said many times, he is a pretty good pass blocker for his age. Um, there, he has uh, he has every bit the feel of a kind of a bell cow, for lack of a better term, um, and. There's a, you know, he at some point, he's probably going to be that feature back. I don't think that I'm breaking any news right there. Then after that, you start looking at some of the other uh, guys that are there. Uh, DJ Williams is back. DJ Williams might be the most physically talented out of all the running backs. Quite frankly, when I watch DJ Williams, you kind of wonder why he isn't playing more, but I have full faith in this coaching staff. They have certainly shown that they deserve to have full take in it. Um, but you're also uh, – it's also a, a pretty solid group right there. Then you got Brandon Johnson coming in, a speedster out of Palmdale, California. Then after that, you've also got um, Jordan Washington, 2024, four-star kid, mid-four-star kid out of Long Beach, Jordan, another speedster. Get the hand here right. And another guy to keep an eye on, you've also got to look at – you've also got to look at um, – the uh, uh, Speedy Luke, fam, as we call him here. Um, really fast kid, uh, breakaway type guy, going to play running back, going to play wide receiver, kick return, you name it. I'm assuming that Speedy's going to be doing it. Big fans of Speedy right here. Now, you look at the receiver position. This is the still the most talented unit on the team, and it goes to show you, too, the amount of talent that is currently on this roster at the receiver spot, that you could lose a guy like Dorian Singer, who is the Pac-12's leading receiver, and you're still loaded at that spot. Between Jacob Cowling and T-Mac, Arizona is not lacking for any form of talent at the wide receiver spot. Then if you can get Gary Bryant Jr. in here, kid out of USC, pretty talented dude, as you know, caught for about 600 yards two years ago, another guy that's got some real talent to his game. Then, Look at some of the other players you got out there. And you're like, all right, so uh, who else you got? Kevin Green Jr., big fan of on this show. I think he's going to be a starter at some point. He's going to be very good. Then you got A.J. Jones, another big kid, UCLA, ex-UCLA commit. Lots of talent right there as well. So those are the guys that at that receiver position you got to be incredibly intrigued by. There's other guys coming in, but those are really the guys that you got to kind of angle at. Then at the tight end spot, you got Tanner McLaughlin, who was a total aberration. I got to be honest with you. I never thought that Tanner McLaughlin would be um, would be the kind of guy who would be able to get you, uh, you know, 
seven catches per game for a hundred or, you know, not seven catches, but, you know, be able to get you five catches, uh, be able to get you, you know, 70 yards, something like that. I just didn't think that was in the cards for him, but that was also on me because McLaughlin um, has proven that time. And again, he's back. He's going to be one of the better tight ends in the conference. Then after that, Kean Burnett, one of the most highly rated guys on the entire team, Kean is obviously a legacy player and um, another guy who was a USC commit at one point and father Big Chester played at the U of A. Um, I would expect a big jump from him this year. Wouldn't surprise me at all if you're seeing more uh, uh, double tight end packages, things like that, because you got a lot of talent at those spots. Then you look at the offensive line. It's fascinating because on the interior, I think you're good. Between Josh Baker, Wendell Moe, and Jonas Sabanea, I think you got three guys who are frontline type players, especially the two guards. Those were really good pickups by the U of A. But then on the wing, or at wing, um, then on the uh, at the tackle spots, you've got Jordan Morgan, who um, said no thanks to the NFL, but he's also, you got to remember, he's also a little bit, where I put this, um, he's dealing with, a, he's coming back from a, a leg injury. So that's always going to be a little bit of an issue for him. Um, I'm curious to see how he's ready, but getting him back is nice. At that other spot, nobody really knows what to expect. You could have Robert Polito, but that's going to be a tough one because he's not going to even be an early enrollee. Um, then uh, Borjan, I don't know exactly where they're going to go with that other tackle spot, but they're going to still have to figure that out. I think they probably are going to be mining the portal as well, looking for somebody uh, out there. But that's your offense right there. And quite frankly, on paper, that's the best offense the U of A has had in quite a long time. You can make the case that that's the best offense Arizona's had since 1998. That's how far back we're going right there. Now, if you wanted to bet on uh, the U of A, you would go to Bet Online, Bet Online Sportsbook. We've talked about this, and there's a reason we talk about it because it's fun. Everybody likes going on Bet Online and utilizing it because you can get all the latest odds, news, scores, you name it, they got it. Check it out, Bet Online Sportsbook. Now, um, now let's just say that you wanted to bet against, uh, wanted to bet for or against the U of A. That's where you would go. And again, it's easy. You don't get a lot of people that are confused by it, which is a very nice thing when it comes to the uh, grand scheme of things. Um, now, again, bet, bet online sportsbook. Check it out. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with you, and we're going to start talking about the defense. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now let's get to the defensive side of the ball where there's a lot of questions. Uh, to put it mildly, there's a lot of questions. Um, at that defensive line position, at, I think you feel pretty comfortable saying that you're going to have two tackles there in Tai Tai, Uyagalele, and Jacob Kangaika. They're going to be the ones that are going to man the middle of the uh, defense right there. Um, and they're both very, very good. Uh, those were more good finds by Fish and his coaching staff. Then at the defensive end spots, you also that's going to be interesting because you lose Hunter Eccles, and not only do you lose Hunter Eccles, you also lose uh, Jalen Harris, who had a very nice game, by the way, um, in uh, one of the in one of the uh, postseason bowl games. So wish him certainly the best of luck. So at that the end spots, 
Maybe you go with a bigger lineup. I'm not exactly sure. Deuce Davis is going to have to be huge for Arizona this year. At about six, you know, six foot three, two fifteen, he's got to be a big time addition right there, and he's got to be a player that Arizona can count on from a weight perspective, just from a strength perspective. Arizona needs Deuce Davis to be that dude. After that. Maybe you're hoping that Big Bill Norton uh, can anchor uh, some of the interior D-line. You can manufacture a pass rush. I don't really know. I'm not going to pretend to know right there, but it's going to be interesting. Then you get to that linebacker spot, and that's where we teased at the beginning with Leviticus Sua. Leviticus Sua at about six foot one, 215, 20 pounds out of modern day. Um, four-star kid. Would if you're Arizona, you would love for him to uh, jo- you would love for him to join the Cats, or because you put him next with Jacob Manu, you put him also with Justin Flo, and all of a sudden there's a uh, there's a lot to there's a lot to like with that lineup, and a lot better than um, um, and then there's a lot to really like about that. So again. Um, with Justin Flo, I think that uh, with Justin Flo, I think um, they uh, you got to feel pretty good about that linebacker spot, especially if you're able to get um, uh, Leviticus Sua. If you can get Leviticus Sua and Justin Flo, uh, along with Justin Flo, all of a sudden that linebacker spot looks pretty good. Plus, you've got Jacob Manu, who is next to uh, plus you got Jacob Manu, who is next to um, uh, you got Jacob Manu, who's next to, and he's pretty much solidified that linebacking core as well, which is uh, very nice. So again, that's kind of your three. That's kind of your three-headed monster right there, which is better than basically having Jacob Manu last year. Jerry Roberts tried hard, but was athletically very limited. Um, he uh, and you know there were some peripheral things that went along with him, not his fault, but he's addition by subtraction. We're going to talk a little bit about that um, at the sa- or at the uh, safety spot as well. But um, now let's talk about uh, at that uh, defensive back position right there. You have first guy that really kind of comes to your mind that you're losing is. Um, Christian Roland Wallace. Christian Roland Wallace is a loss. There's really, you know, there's really no way around it. Um, he was a very good player. He's a very good player for the U of A. Um, I'm curious to see how he does at USC, but wish him nothing but the best. But you also have at those two uh, cornerback spots, you have uh, you have two guys in Ephesians Prysock and Takario Davis who fit right in with uh, what Arizona is going with. They're trying to get that bigger defensive back look, and those guys fit right into what they want. Um, Now, again, it's going to be kind of baptism by fire here. You lose a guy like – you lose a guy like, um, uh, excuse me, um, Christian Roland Wallace, and it's not not always easy to be able to make up for that. So those guys are going to have to be good. Then you look at the safety position. That's still interesting for me. Um, that's still somewhat fascinating for me at that safety spot. Um, because you've got uh, Isaiah Taylor is going to play. Isaiah P- Taylor is going to, uh, you know, Arizona did not want to lose him under any circumstances. So he's going to be a starter right there. Then 
You've got uh, then you've got a bunch of different options right there. You've got a guy in Genesis Smith who I believe is going to start from day. Uh, who's I don't know if he's going to start from day one, but he's a kid out of Chandler that's going to be able to play, and he's going to be able to play immediately. Um, and again, you're starting to see that in the rankings a little bit. Rivals now are a 24/7 has him as a higher rated kid, and that's uh, he should be in that. I think he's a four star type talent. That's what's exciting about what he's able to do. Um, but then after that, you got DJ Warnell, you got uh, Gunnar Maldonado. Who knows exactly who uh, who's going to be where? But I also would not expect Arizona to be totally done with uh, totally done adding uh, totally done adding players. Um, so we'll find out right there. Now we're going to talk about special teams in just a second. But first, let's talk a little bit about Built Bar. All right. You watch the biggest, you see the most, uh, the strongest guys out there, and you wonder to the, yourselves, man, how do they do it? I don't like a pro, I don't like taking protein powder and all that other stuff. It's gross. They probably are consuming Built Bar. Built Bar is high in protein and it's good. That's what everybody likes about, uh, that's what everybody likes about Built Bar is that you can look forward to it at the end of a workout. So again, check it out. Built Bar, good stuff. And again, based out of Utah, there's a reason that it's based out of Utah. So again, um, because you got big, strong people there. I'm sure the Utah Utes take advantage of it as well. All right. Now let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with you. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. Now, one thing that I think a lot of people wonder about is where in the world, um, where in the world, uh, um, who's going to be your kick returner? And because for the longest time, Arizona really hasn't had kick returners. Um, I'm hoping that that's going to be Speedy Luke. I'm a big fan of, and I don't really buy the whole thing. Well, you know what? Um, I really don't think that, uh, you know, he's big enough. There's a lot of small kick returners out there. This is, uh, um, this is, uh, that's just the way it is. Some guys are smaller, but I would love to be able to see him return kicks because I think he's naturally elusive. He's fast and he can make a lot of plays out there. I'm a big fan of what he can do. Um, now, uh, maybe some other guys in there. Maybe you get Kevin Green in there. I don't know, but you gotta you gotta get something in there because it makes it a lot easier for you as a team to be able to win when you've got players like that in there um, that can you know can stress a defense can make things uh, can make things easier for you. So again, um, that's where you're at. And then you know at the kicker, I am totally cool with Tyler Loop. You get a lot of people that say, oh, well, Tyler Loop can't kick 60-yard field goals. I don't care. I've lived through the Alex Zendejas era, and um, uh, I've lived through uh, I've lived through the uh, Alex Zendejas era where I've seen kicking extra points into players' butts, um, you know, basically uh, keeping your fingers crossed that Arizona is actually going to be able to, uh, you know, win, uh, win a game. Um, based off of an easy field goal. So I, as long as somebody's good from 40 yards in, that is all I care about. Tyler Loop, 
is good from 40 yards in. That's what I like to see. All right. Now, we're going to be back with you tomorrow, and uh, we will check. Uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow. We're going to check out a whole bunch of different uh, uh, aspects to Arizona's game against USC. Get you ready for UCLA as well. Um, but as always, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Wildcats. We will be back with you tomorrow.